Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Your story. It lives in River City. Where you can enjoy a metropolitan vibe and a small town feel. Where we set the standard for service and looking out for one another. Where there's so much more than steak in our thriving food scene. Your story is the story of Omaha. Told by those who live it and love it. Whether that's helping you keep up with the Cornhuskers or creating the content you crave. And here in the Omaha World Herald is where it comes to life. Omaha World Herald. Where your story lives. You're listening to Building the Broncos with Nick Kendall and Carl Dummler, Broncos Country's leading draft and scouting analysts. Get on over to milehighhuddle.com to sound off on all things Broncos. Get the Broncos page up on Mile High Huddle here before we're totally off the ground here. And spin second spinning wheel. Still spinning. Oh my gosh. Please, baby. There we go. Yeah. Tuesday nights can officially start. Welcome in, guys. Building the Broncos, 6 p.m. Mountain Time. Carl, how are you doing, buddy? You know, I'm I'm doing pretty good. Got to uh, hit the golf course with my daughter for the first time this year. Wow. And okay. uh, so that, that was nice. I bought her clubs for Christmas. Nice. And so first time her getting to use her new clubs. And always excited when your kid is excited about something you like. It's kind mm-hmm. of a nice little bonding time. So yeah, it's been it's been a good day. My voice is a little off because I had two soccer games yesterday and it was blowing like fifty miles per hour. So trying to yell to get the kids' attention. I don't have yeah. much of a voice today. So I, I, if I start squeaking, I'm just telling you that that's why it's happening here. I'm not going through puberty here. Not again. Um, yeah, that was me uh, Monday morning with uh, Scott on the Broncos for breakfast. Like I was like trying to talk, but my voice just kept cracking and whatnot. I mean, after being on live on air for 18 hours, uh, Thursday through Saturday, I was still, I was still trying to catch up, but, uh, guys, yeah, man, we're in here. Um, a lot of people in the chat, uh, no supers in here yet, but want to say hello to a bunch of people coming in here. Obviously we got Jimmy shore in the house. Rebels legacy rebels is almost always one of the first commenters. So we appreciate rebels being active in here. Harold Richards in here, Jay Kozad, uh, Diamond Rattler, William Catalano in here, Robert Kitchens, Adam Wadman, uh, Shady, Stony, uh, Aaron coming in here. Uh, Aaron, excuse me. I know he was kept asking for a uh, Chad and Zach on the the live stream Saturday. Sorry, sorry, Aaron, you get us today, but uh, we appreciate <laughs> you being in here. Jedi Hut, uh, May the Fourth, Carl. I know, big day. You doing anything to celebrate? I'm gonna watch the best trilogy that I know of, Lord of the Rings. No, I'm just that's. <laughs> I've always been a Lord of the Rings guy. I know I'm a, I'm much more of that fantasy nerd, but uh, guys, we should probably get in here. Oh, Jedi's Huts in here. Jimmy Shore, Michael Drake, Maniac Monster, Jamal Killings. Hello, MHH. How you doing, Jamal? Jamal joined us this morning. Jedi Hut saying we love you, Nick. Carl too. We love Carl. Carl is the nicer of us. Rattler in the house. Andy Cowhick in the house. Zach Phillips in the house. Oh man, we got a full house. Almost 200 people. Um, guys, this is building the Broncos. Welcome in. I am Nick Kendall, along with Carl Dummer. You can follow this show at Twitter at BTB football pod. Also make sure you're following Carl and myself at Carl Dummer, MHH and me 
at Nick Kendall, MHH. Also follow the mother, the mothership where all of our content is, whether it be the podcast, live streams, video content, articles, et cetera, et cetera, at mile high huddle. You guys are going to want to check that out. Also, if you're joining this hat, Carl's not wearing his hat today. So he's got the fine blown hair going on, <laughs> but uh, huddleuppod.com, get your swag on. That would be great. If you guys are joining us on YouTube today, um, help us a heck of a lot. Subscribe, like, and share. Or if you're joining us on Facebook, Click those thumbs up. Click those heart reacts. I just saw it jump by four or five on my end. So I appreciate you guys doing that. And before we get any further, we need to tell you about our presenting sponsor today, Manscaped. And uh, Carl, looks like you've been that your beard looks a little bit trimmed up there. Have you been uh, manscaping it up? I have. I really have. It's uh, it's always a nice little tool every few weeks. Get this nice and cleaned up. You know, the wife likes to kiss lips, not hair. And uh, <laughs> <No> so, <laughs> but it is. It, it's nice to. To get it trimmed up and looking good and, you know, got to look good for, for, for the camera, for my job. So, yeah, Manscaped is a, a big help. And uh, so I do want to say thank you to them for, for all the help that they've given me. And especially as we get ready to head into the summer, it's nice to always uh, to, to have everything trimmed up and, and looking good and looking your best. You know, you got to be, what is it, beach body ready. Oh. Manscaped can help with that. It is uh, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming, offering precision-engineered tiers tools for your family jewels and helping 2 million men around the world keep their male grooming on point. So gentlemen out there, make sure uh, that you, as you get ready to go into summer, Manscaped is here for you to reboot and stay clean and shave for 2021. Yeah, absolutely. I am just on the precipice of a backpacking trip in the Enchanted Valley. So stoked, really excited to do something off the grid here, unplug for a little bit, recharge. That'll be great. But uh, even though I am going to be away from doing the Manscaped read uh, on Saturday, the 6th, 15th, I'm going to bring my crop mop with me because, my gosh, you don't want to have issues where you have some chafing or uh, any issues underneath, especially in a tent with multiple people. You know, that's you don't want to be the, the gross one in there. So uh, make sure you check out the crop mop. They have other great stuff, too. Obviously, they have the, the lawnmower 3.0, though. That's the crown jewel. I mean, that is the Lamborghini of men's beauty uh, hair maintenance products. So you want to check them out as well. Also, guys, make sure when you go to manscaped.com, get 20% off and free shipping with the code huddle. Uh, once again, 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com if you use the code huddle. Spring has sprung. Summer's right around the corner. So you guys definitely want to make sure you check out Manscaped because the more skin you show, the more hair you're going to show, and you don't want to be that guy. So uh, let's get into it. Speaking of that guy, um, just uh, have to get it out of the way here. It's going to be the main topic of the show, um, but we want to get to our supers here for a section real quick. John Houston coming in here with the $2 super over on YouTube. Thank you very much, John. Um, Knew we should have drafted Jenkins in the second. Hindsight GMing is... uh, is unfortunate, but, uh, you know, he was a, my number 10 overall player on my board, I think. And, uh, man, it's, uh, it would have been nice to get one of those tackles there, but especially Jenkins in the second, oh man, hindsight's 2020 though. So we'll see. Right. It does sound like there was some injury concern there. Did he have a hip with, something hip. Wrong with, yeah, with his hip? Yep. And then also he had some character concerns, got into a fight with a coach. So allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. So, I mean, we're, we're just saying some of the behind the scenes stuff that we've heard doesn't mean it's true. But uh, th- there are reasons that he fell down the draft because you watch the tape and you're right. Probably 10th best player, especially if, I mean, if you're looking at the Broncos and what they need. 25. And, definitely a first round player. Yeah, easily a, a top, top first round pick. But um, yeah, it, it's hindsight. I, I guess we're kind of running into this even last year. Same mm-hmm. thing where they, they didn't really go after tackle. 
And <laughs> here we are. Yeah, Broncos didn't have a player to really kind of fill out that role, kind of shuffled in different guys, hoping one of them would work out. Dawson did all right, yeah. but it wasn't anything to write home about and just get excited. And uh, so here we are again, kind of trying to figure out what who's going to play right tackle. I, I know we're, we're probably going to talk a little bit about some different options out there. There are still yeah. some veterans. And uh, so we'll, we'll see. Um, you know, I see uh, Blaze. Lobo coming in here. Dennis Kelly is the best available right tackle. He definitely has plenty of starts under his belt and played for a very strong team in the Titans last year. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't the best player, but at this point, you're not getting best players either. So you there's, just a, there's a, a decent amount of tackles, though. Like there really yeah. is like I don't think you're getting good as good as Juwan James. But uh, I want to get this to hear Jay Kozad real quick. Uh, was a little surprised they didn't get a tackle in the second or third round. But I think they thought James was going to ball out. Um uh, I mean, they had James on contract and they were going to use him this year, but by no means were the Broncos out of tackle in this draft class. There was two in the third round. Uh, Brady Christensen went the pick before him. He was going to be the guy. I that I've confident asked multiple people he was going to be the pick. He went to the Panthers the pick before, so the Broncos traded back. They were also interested in Spencer Brown, who went to four picks before the Broncos picked Quinn Miners. Uh, yep. Excited to have Quinn Miners, you know, you, whatever. I'm excited to the guys we got still, but uh, Spencer Brown would have been nice. And uh, in the fifth round. Uh, the Bills sniped us again, taking uh, Tommy Doyle. So uh, Broncos were looking for tackles. It just sometimes it doesn't work out that way. I mean, you know, sometimes you get sniped. Sometimes you are the sniper. Broncos yep. also sniped the uh, the Dolphins from taking uh, Javante Williams. That's who they were going to take. And then they had to pivot. Uh, the Broncos sniped the, uh, the oh, man, the Cowboys. Cowboys got sniped a few times. Um, so uh, pretty unfortunate. But uh, that's the breaks, man. That's the NFL draft. You got to be able to pivot when uh, those things happen. So uh, we want to get Marcus in here, or uh, Mr. Boggins. I'm sorry, I keep saying your first name. I just I know you, man. We're we're bros. We're <laughs> we're internet friends, soon to be yeah. real life friends once uh, everybody is all uh, fully immunized. Uh, immunized. But uh, Mr. Boggins coming in here saying hashtag hindsight pod. Oh, man, I f- first off before we even get any further, I want to beg the chat to try to keep the the vitriol at a minimum because this is an unfortunate thing that happened to Juwan James. I know he's only played but 36 snaps in the two years that he's been with the Broncos right now, but this sucks, right? Like, and he has got to, to go yeah. through a terrible Achilles rehab process um, out of the facility, losing $10 million. You know, you can have your opinions about how tough he is or the contract, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, we can all agree that this is unfortunate and I feel bad for the human being Juwan James. And we'll get into the right. specifics there, but I, I, and- Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, I, and I, I would say I had a lot more issues with his first year mm-hmm. where team doctors are saying, dude, you can play. And him saying, no, I don't feel like I can play. I have more issues with that than this. Just yeah. because, I mean, Achilles tear, it's an Achilles tear. There, there's not much you can do about it. it. It just, it happens sometimes. I mean, we see plenty of players go through it. And uh, it's just one of those, you can't play with it. You can't fight against it. It just, it just randomly happens at different times. So, um, and, and really, I don't think there's much training you can do. I mean, you can do some stretches and stuff like that, but there's not much you can really even do off the field to prepare to not have this happen to you. So there, there's yeah. a few things. I, I'm not a complete expert on this kind of stuff, but um, but like I said, it is pretty random. So it, yeah. it just unfortunate timing and unfortunately, again, just the same player <laughs> again. Yeah. Yep, it's... Uh... It sucks, and I don't want to be that guy to take a lap when somebody gets injured, but we were going into this cycle, and it's like, oh, man, the Broncos have Juwan James already, and it's like, 
I trust Juwan James as far as I can throw him. And that was more yep. to do with like, you know, toughness. He's one of those guys that uh, if he just not feeling hundred percent, he doesn't really want to give it a go from what I've gathered. And that uh, didn't, the teammates they had to say he had to re-earn the trust. Well, ship has sailed. Oh man, it's, it's unfortunate, but uh, we got Sean uh, Wheelage coming in here with the, uh, the chat over on YouTube. Thank you for joining us today, Sean. Uh, is it a good thing he got injured away from the facility? I mean, there's no way to say this is, I can, I don't want to spin this as a good thing. Now, what are the ramifications of him getting injured away from the facility uh, facility? The NFLPA, the union said that uh, players should be not going to the facilities right now. They're trying to really leverage this uh, whole pandemic situation. So the players don't have to go in as much. So they encourage players to work out from home and uh, that's what, or outside of the facility. That's what happened with Juwan James. But because he suffered this injury outside of the facility, the Broncos are off the hook for 10 million of Juwan James's contract. Now, what does that mean? Uh, are the Broncos going to like, they have the right to do not give him any of that money. Are they going to do like a, some sort of a, what do you call it when you come to an, find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC, no matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling. There's a premium and capable GMC truck. That's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site out in the town or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500 or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative Canyon. Explore our inventory online at woodhousebuickgmc.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today, it's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates. Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. Agreement. Um, a, a settlement. A settlement of some, thank you, a settlement of some sort. That's possible. But, uh, you know, a lot of people, I saw Patrick Mahomes trying to like, give the Broncos a hard time about it. Listen, buddy, didn't your team just release two injured offensive tackles that are still not healthy enough? And they lost a lot of money too. Like, you know, let's, let's chiefs should not be throwing rocks, right? They live in the <laughs> most glass house. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, that's, uh, it's not a good thing, but the ramifications are the Broncos can save 10 million, which might put them at the most cap space in the NFL. Uh, right now, if they if they do go that route, I think they're they're really close uh, to having the most. So uh, ramifications, we'll see. Um, but uh, tackle was a need going into this. Now it's really a need. And uh, speaking of really a need, we got Andy Cowett coming in here with the ten dollars super over on YouTube. Thank you so much, Andy. We appreciate it. keeping the lights on in here, helping us out a lot, letting you know or letting us know that you enjoy the Building the Broncos podcast, hashtag number one in your hearts and minds. Uh, he says, do you guys think they will pay James his money to avoid a bad vibe in the locker room or make an example of him in regards to the workout dispute? Hashtag may the fourth be with you. Uh, Carl, what what do you think? This is this is a tough situation. I don't think I don't think Juwan James is disliked in the locker room by any means, but I also think he's not he's like not been involved, right? Like right. he's not they he's, don't know like, him. They are like we haven't heard from him. Like so yeah. 
last year as well. So uh, I don't know if the first one he mentions here, the bad vibe in the locker room, my guys are still going to be upset because what does that mean overall? But like, I don't know if it's going to be like, if this happened to Von Miller and they pulled this, there would mm-hmm. be issues. If yep. there was going to happen to one person in the Broncos team that there might not be as much fallout from it, it would be probably Jawan James. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's the one player that other teammates have actually spoken out against. I mean, th- th- that's kind of against? the, oh, okay. <laughs> Saying that he's got to earn back that trust. So there's yes. some, there's a trust that was broken between them as players. Yeah. And, and that was said by, by a couple of offensive linemen there. And so, like I said, I, I like, I don't think he was disliked. He just was not liked. He was not well known. And yeah. uh, so you're right. I, I don't think this one would be that big of a deal. If the Broncos did decide to keep the money, it, it would maybe be a little bit of a bad taste for players. But I, I think at this point, players and owners all just don't really have a whole lot of trust anyway. Like, Players are just like, yeah, we know. Go get our money. Owners are going, yeah, we're going to save as much money as we possibly can. And uh, so it's just, I think it's just that another reminder. If you can go get the money, go get the money. I, I don't think it really changes too much for players. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, if people are pointing vitriol and uh, irritation at the Broncos for uh, potentially moving on from him here, you know, the NFLPA, these guys leverage this and do the risk, right? Like they, this is in the contracts and getting injured outside. This isn't something that, that they went into this knowing that if this happened, you might have some fallout from it. They bet that it wouldn't happen. Kind of like the Broncos bet that Jawan James wouldn't get injured, injured and they can have him at right tackle this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, it didn't work out. So uh, here we are. Now it's time to just kind of see what happens from there, what we think should happen. It's not a great situation to be in. It's not going to absolutely kill the Broncos. Like, did the Broncos offensive line, like they didn't have Jawan James at all last year. Was it the worst offensive line in football? No. And I would say that the center position was an equal issue to right tackle last season. You're not in a position where you have somebody you have real faith in, at least myself. I know that Calvin right. Anderson, um, man, do you think he tweeted that thing out knowing about Jawan James? And then he came out right afterwards saying like, oh, no, I didn't. I just read the news. That tweet wasn't about the injury. What, and it's like, what did he say? He said, I finally know my purpose with like the, the shh. Oh, and like it was like five <laughs> minutes after Jawan James is hurt. Oh, and I was no. like, oh, I didn't mean that with Jawan James. I just found out. It's like, buddy, I, uh, I don't know about that. Yeah. I'm, 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 my BS meter is going off. I'm cynical. I'll fully admit it, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's one of those uh, judge Judy always says, if it's too, if it's too good to be true, it's not true. Oh man. Got judge Judy reference yeah, in here right. today. That's right. God bless. That's my uh, guilty uh, pleasure right there. Judge Judy, man. Mine is uh watching 2022 prospects the day after the draft. Um, George <laughs> Newton coming in here with a $5 super over on YouTube. And this is a good topic here. I know a lot of people in the chat um, have been, uh, Carl, if you see anybody that uh, pulls up some, uh, some names here, we're, we're doing our own producing here today. Um, George Newton, who replaces Juwan James? Do you guys think this is going to be an issue? Uh, it's not great, right? Like, it's going to be an issue. Well, yes, to some extent it will be because you don't want to go into the seat, especially in the AFC West where there's a bunch of good, um, pass rushers that attack the right tackle. Right. Um, but uh, who replaces Juwan James? We have a few names. A lot of people in the chat have been throwing some out there. Eric Fisher is one of them. I think he, Eric Fisher, and I've seen some people in the chat men, mention uh, Charles Leno as well. Those yeah. two interest me. Eric Fisher, the Achilles, we don't know. But both of those guys, have, I don't even know if they played a snap in the NFL at right tackle. Doesn't mean they can't. Mike Kliss even went out of his way to list specifically Charles Leno. Um, but uh, the fact that they haven't played right tackle it's not an easy one-for-one swap. Talking with Tristan Wirfs before his uh, junior season at Iowa, he said that going from right tackle to left tackle, he can do it, but it's kind of like 
wiping your butt with your other hand, right? It's just not comfortable. You haven't, you don't have the reps doing yep. it. So, uh, that's a, uh, gross analogy there, but, uh, whatever, whatever, it's fine. Uh, CC what's up Bronco con- country. Wouldn't mind Dennis Kelly as a right tackle option. I think he is a tad underrated and I, I agree with CC here. I do think he is a tad underrated. Yep. Got Jason Douglas Lewis coming in saying DeMar Dotson is a free agent in eight games last year. He didn't give up a sack and I didn't get why Wilkinson got the job back after he returned from injury. Uh, well, I can answer the second part of that. Essentially mm-hmm. Broncos wanted to kind of see is Wilkinson going to be a part of our future? I mean, they, they, they know what they have in Dotson below average right tackle better in pass protection than he is run support, but not a guy that you really want starting if you can avoid it. Where Wilkinson, like I said, they're, they're still trying to figure out, is this guy any part of our future? He answered that question pretty pretty loudly. No. Yeah. Not a part of our future. Yeah. I mean, it sucks, but uh, here we are, and we got uh, Gage coming in here, Gage Madrid. Uh, we really need to get DeMar Dotson back in the building. I feel gutted for Jawan, but DeMar has been our best right tackle since Orlando Franklin. Hey, I remember the few snaps from uh, Billy Turner. Right, like mm-hmm. he was, he was okay out there. Honestly, I mean, the Packers paid him, and he's been pretty good out there. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. It's uh, hopefully they will bring in somebody yeah. here. Um, another one we haven't talked about yet is uh, Bobby Massey, who has a lot of starts at right tackle. Um, played for the Bears for a while. Vic Fangio knows him. I mean, either way, this isn't a great situation to be in. There are only like twenty quality starting tackles, both left and right in the league in general. But uh, yeah, not great. And should we talk about the two Chiefs tackles because those names keep coming up? Uh, I'll start with Mitchell Schwartz. He is not healthy enough to pass a physical. So no team is signed. Do what? If he was, he would be signed right now. He's been that good. Right. So right now that there's just no chance that he'd be signed. Doesn't mean that eventually down the road, he couldn't be, but I think the Broncos are probably going to try to find somebody before he could pass a physical. Then Eric Fisher, he got injured towards the end of the season. Yeah. There's no guarantee that he'd be ready week one. You need a week one ready kind of guy. And he is just not it right now. Yeah. I mean, it's a bad situation to be in. I want to take your temperature here while I kind of uh, comb through the chat here. Um, Carl, what are your thoughts about the potential of Calvin Anderson? Um, he's has looked much better at left tackle in my opinion, but uh, there's an opening out right tackle and the Broncos didn't bring in a tackle. They tried on the draft. They didn't bring one in. And uh, then I think, a couple people in the media said, oh, well, that's a sign for Calvin Anderson, which, you know, that's just kind of uh, when things don't go your way, you're going to gas up the guys already on your roster. But uh, that's how it is. So what are your thoughts about Calvin Anderson um, for that right tackle spot? <laughs> right. Like at least competing. Yeah, I, I don't mind them competing. I mean, yeah. I don't mind really anybody competing for, for a roster spot or a starting position. Uh, the only player there's very few players you're sitting there saying are completely locked into their spot. I mean, Justin Simmons. Kareem Jackson, Vaughn Miller, Bradley Chubb, Shelby Harris. I mean, I guess a lot of the defensive players are pretty locked in. Offensively, of course, you got Garrett Bowles locked in. Yeah. The wide receivers are pretty locked in and tight end, of course. But um, otherwise, yeah, I I don't mind them getting a shot. I don't know who I want to compete against them. Do I want it to be a a Dalton Reisner as A.J. Zillinger comes in here? Anyway, Reisner goes out to tackle and Miner's to, to guard also does Stearns kind of remind you of Sua Cravens uh, repping from Kansas hashtag state of being hashtag M M or M H H. Yes. Love the, the repping from Kansas. <clears throat> I, I don't mind even Reisner getting a chance to go out there. I mean, he's gotten plenty of reps there at left guard. We know what he is at left guard. Uh, if he's maybe our best option, then 
so be it. Yeah. He did play right tackle in college and obviously did a great job. He's got the shorter arms. So you kind of like to keep him at guard. And I hate the idea of kind of moving players around like that. Cause then you weaken your interior offensive line group that we just talked about during the draft. We're like, man, they finally have some great interior guys. They got depth. This is the best that it's looked in a long time. Uh, and so I hate to hurt that. Yeah. So my, my feeling right now is that the Broncos will have Calvin Anderson and then they'll go sign a veteran and have them battle it out for the position. And they'll probably use some of that money that they can recoup because James got injured outside of the facility. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner to go sign that tackle yep. and uh there's not a lot of teams with money right now so the broncos might be able to get somebody for pretty cheap yep. uh in comparison so we'll see um we got Kredam coming in here with the 499 super over on youtube Kredam, thank you very much for uh showing us the love uh i say we don't pay him because now we have to go out and sign wow that uh, that pulled it up i guess i should have <laughs> Kredam's whispering in my ear yeah um, but he said that money is needed the broncos don't necessarily need that money because they have a lot of cap space now if you're talking about bringing on rogers and what would it be 25 million cap mm-hmm. it then then you do need it yeah um but uh that's a good point Kredam. i think it sucks but that's also the name of the business right like guys get injured and they get moved on from so and uh it stinks i did want to ask you the second part there of aj zillinger's super chat does stern remind you of sua craven's no, Sua Cravens is much more of a box player. I think Stearns can do more cornerback slot, right. deep safety stuff. Like Cravens, uh, as a deep split field safety, lost. Right, he was playing like two twenty. Like he was what Sua Cravens was what people wanted. No, no, no. Jeremiah Wusa Koromoa is what people wanted Sua Cravens to be as like a player, and right. that's a fine fit for that defense. But like he's just not as athletic, not as twitchy. He's just that uh, that type of hybrid, um, the right. linebacker safety one. So 
there. is what it is. Um, and we got Tim coming in. I had to pick it because he has the Iowa Hawkeye uh, logo <laughs> oh. here. So it, it caught my eye. Um, yeah. uh, but he says, I don't see Reisner as a viable right tech or a viable tackle. I know he played OT in college. But thinking about him at right tackle scares me. It's Wilkinson 2.0 and seeing a guard trying to fill in at tackle. That's why yesterday on the Facebook page, I criticized the Williams draft pick. They should have gone right tackle there. Well, you know me. I would have. I probably would have uh, sat there at 40 and see how the board fell because pick 114, I did value that one. Um, but if I was trading up there, I'm probably taking Tevin Jenkins. Uh, but that's with hindsight. You know, like I didn't I didn't hate the move up because it was small and uh, they got the last tier one running back. So sucks in hindsight, but uh, that's the NFL, man. You this There's going to be other guys that get injured on this roster. Right. You're going to have to be able to yeah. overcome it. You, you can't draft with the idea of I think this player is going to get hurt. Yeah, I understand like some players, hey, we need a little bit of protection because they do get hurt a lot. But you also don't want to be reaching for a player just because you are afraid this guy's not going to make it. And we have heard that uh, Munchak really didn't sign off on a lot of tackles in this draft. He was very picky about the guys that he liked and where he liked them in the draft. And it just didn't work out that the Broncos were able to get a guy at the value that they wanted. Um, I'd say... The one place you maybe could say they have a a quarrel would be there in the first round. Mm-hmm. Sertan compared to Slater. You know, I and I don't know how he felt about Slater. I've heard that they had him as their top tackle in the draft, but obviously they had Sertan pretty high too. Yeah. And but you know fifth overall player. Did I yeah, hear that? Fifth overall. Maybe. And you think about the cornerbacks. It wouldn't surprise me for one of the cornerbacks to go down. Then we're gonna be like, oh, I'm really glad we have Sertan. So it's kind of a <laughs> Either way, you're going to run into some problems, probably. It happened at the one position, though, where I feel the least good about the depth, right? Like the only other yeah. position I'd be that concerned about would probably be, honestly, I mean, honestly, honestly, that's it, right? Like it's literally the tackle position is the one where they have the least depth. And also, here's a fun fact for you. The Broncos have not drafted a tackle since that uh, 2017 draft with Garrett Bowles. Not even drafted one. So, uh, you know, they've been really investing in the offensive line, but... Uh, not the tackle position, so to speak, uh, over the past few seasons. So uh, the tackle bros, as I like to call them, maybe maybe they got this one. They got you win this time, tackle bros. <laughs> Speaking of winning, Bryce coming in here over on YouTube with the 999 Super. Bryce, thank you so much. We see you. Uh, James has always been a head scratcher, never liked the move. What do you think we'll do at right tackle? Sign somebody or move someone over? Also, it's my birthday. Happy birthday, Bryce. Happy May birthday to you. It's, I don't have my singing voice. Uh, my today, grandma's so. birthday as well. So uh, happy birthday, everyone in the chat. Happy birthday to Bryce. Make sure you drop it in there. Just show a little bit of niceness out there. Um, I think the Broncos will sign somebody, right? They have the cash to do it. They're not up against the ceiling. There are plenty of veteran tackles out there, which is awesome, right? Like not great guys, but like better than probably what a lot of teams have. And you're just kind of waiting for something like this where you can pivot. So uh, I think they bring somebody in and a riser is more of like, if you're in the season and there's not many options left, then you're like, okay, well, now we don't have any options. We better yeah. go that way. But uh, how? Maybe though. Huh? How often has it worked out well to move one of your guards out to tackle? Not often. Yeah. Um, Larry Tunsil, but he wasn't drafted for that purpose. That was right. just like yeah. He's always waste. yeah. Right. Yep. Um, Brian Greenfield coming with a fifteen dollars Superman one up in Brian on the birthday boy. That's not nice. No, we. It's actually really nice. Thank you so much. Um, uh, Brian Greenfield. I've uh, been saying when everyone was all down on bulls, a far worse move was to be worried about JJ Soft Kitty. Uh, everyone was all down on bulls. A far worse move 
was being worried about JJ soft Well, Brian, uh, Juwan James. I mean, you had hope for him. I think he was the 19th overall pick in 2012. 2014, something like that. Uh, good athlete, always had the body type to do it. Uh, did some guard, did some tackle stuff at the University of Tennessee, but uh, here we are. Man, it's a bummer. Here we are. I also got a good chuckle today, Albright, uh, adding uh, Joe Thomas on Twitter saying, hey, what are you up to? I think, uh, <laughs> do you think Joe Thomas would come out over time? He's probably lost all his body mass. He would. I was going to say, he's he's down 100 pounds, so yeah. I, I have a hard time seeing him be able to get ready for, for a season. I mean, if Aaron Rodgers came back, I would be like, you know what? maybe that's, that's just me though um uh, we got angel coming in with the five dollar super thank you so much it's been a minute fellas well don't make it so long angel that's on that's on you we're here no i'm just kidding <laughs> gotta show you some love keep rocking hashtag bronx legend well thank you Whoa. so much angel we appreciate you it's uh it has been a long time but uh man that is great to hear from you hope you're doing well um and i want to make sure hopefully i didn't miss anybody the super the chat jumped on me here but uh, if i did let me know guys we got daheen coming in here so who in the next draft should we be looking for at the new right tackle? Well, believe it or not, I do have a name. Um, he is a absolute phenom, probably my favorite player on this offensive line this past year. And should be a top 10 pick. So the Bronco, Broncos probably won't get him, but it's fun to dream. Uh, Evan Neal, right tackle for Alabama, like Ooh. six foot eight, 350, 360 pounds. My sweet Jesus. Like what an absolute mountain of a man. And uh, a better, it's like kind of a Orlando Brown, but he's like, functionally looks like a much better athlete right so uh i really i really like evan neal um if you get a chance to go watch any Najee harris just look for the biggest guy on that offensive line because he is <laughs> an absolute unit um but uh that there's a right tackle to look at for next year we'll see a few more emerge i'm sure did the did alabama have the biggest offensive line even if you include the nfl because they think have- actually miami did they? Okay. Miami had like a freaking monster offensive line. No, nobody was under. None of the starters were under like three hundred twenty-five pounds. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous the size that you're seeing offensive linemen get to. There's yeah. got there's got to be a breaking point here at some point because the body just can't handle that much weight, that much force coming in. I don't know. <laughs> I always worry about those big boys. Yeah, I mean it's the knees, it's all that weight, um, it's whatever you can do there, but. Uh, that's life. Um, we've got all the happy birthdays coming in here. Um, so that'll be great. Oh, Kenneth Booker. Maybe Kendall Hinton can play right tackle. Ooh. He's pretty darn versatile. Well, um, he's going to have to wake up and grow a heck of a lot and be living at the Golden Corral. But uh, you never know, man. You never know. So, Carl, gun to your head right now. What would you say is the most likely outcome for the Broncos to solve this right, t- right tackle position? Obviously, it's a bad situation. Um for where you're at right now, especially just this close after the draft, maybe it would have changed your plans. Maybe you're talking about Rashawn Slater as a Bronco right now, instead of uh, Patrick Sertain. Uh, but it is what it is. Um, maybe we can talk uh, Eric trickle into going in there and playing right tackle. I don't know if he's got the <laughs> arm length, but uh, do we have uh, do you have anything where you think is the, a, the most likely situation and uh, B what you would like to see happen? I, I do think a guy like Leno makes a ton of sense from the bears. Still young enough, has plenty of experience. <clears throat> I, I just uh, no Stangio. I, I feel like there's going to be some comfort there on on some of that. And uh, again, you know you're not going to get a top tier guy. You just need a guy that yeah. can come in, do a decent job, and not completely destroy your offense. And right now, I just I don't feel comfortable if it's Calvin Anderson. If they don't go get somebody else to at least push him in some way, 
And I don't feel yeah. comfortable with the idea of that person being Reisner because again, you have another injury to your interior offensive line. Well, boom, you're really, really thin now across the yeah. offensive line. And I, I just, I, I feel like Reisner also still needs more experience at that left guard position. He's still yeah. learning. He, he still has a lot of room to grow. And I, I just would rather not, I mean, with the limited reps that you have in, in the off season, just keep him there, keep him at his original position and let him grow. Yeah. I mean, Reisner, let's just call it as it is. He struggled last year. He was part of that was probably because of Cushionberry. Part of that is maybe he's not as good of a scheme fit for the inside zone gap stuff um, outside of the outside zone stuff. So we'll see. Um, hopefully he's better this year. The sophomore slump is a real thing. Um, so, yeah. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500, or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at woodhousebuickgmc.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC, we are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Welcome to America. The land of junk sleep, where it's bedtime, but you're double booked. Here, there's always one more deadline to meet, episode to watch, or meme to share. The world may not want you to sleep, but we do. Only the sleep experts at Mattress Firm can help you find the right bed at the right price. Unjunk your sleep. In-store or online at mattressfirm.com today. We'll see. We got George Newton come in here, showing us the love over on YouTube. Thank you so much, Mr. Newton, and I uh, hope you're doing well over there on in YouTube land. Uh, what do you guys think of taking Javante Williams in the second? So, Carl, I'm going to try to keep up here with the uh, super. So, I'm going to hand this over to you. What do you think, Javante Williams? Yeah, I I really love the pick. I, I think he is the uh, I don't know. I, I'd say the most well-rounded running back in the draft this last year or in this past draft. More yeah, than Najee Harris. Get, Yes, I think so. Such a better pass catcher, like a more versatile route tree. I, I just think Williams is a more natural catcher of the football. I've watched both of them catch passes. I, I just like Williams and, and the way that he snatches the football, and he just—I don't know—I I really love his game. He reminds I, me I, a lot of uh, when I watched him. I went back and watched him. Like, okay, who who are the fits here? Who can I say? I, I see a lot of Cream Hunt. I see yeah. a lot of Cream Hunt when I watch Javante Williams. I think he's an angrier runner. But you, you nailed it with the soft hands. Also, he was the best pass blocking running back in this class. He so, pancaked he people. Yeah. And and that idea of just him being able to be in on third down 
and be that extra blocker and you feel comfortable with him being in on third down for that, Man. especially even as a rookie that you can go out there and trust him to handle some of those things. Mm-hmm. It just, I, I love the fit and uh, <laughs> it just, I don't know. Like I said, he's the type of running back that you want on your team because he's a three down back. He can run between the tackles. He's got enough speed to get to the edge if you need him to. He picks up the tough tough yards. He's got great balance, which is something that translates well to the NFL. Uh, You know, there's things you're always looking for. Can it translate? Some guys, you know, in college, they have holes that are as wide as a semi truck. And you're going, oh, my gosh, look how many yards they got. They have these highlight plays. I'm like, they didn't get touched for 20 yards. This guy. Yeah, this guy, there's plenty of plays where he's getting hit in the backfield and it's like a third <clears throat> third and one play and somehow he turns it into a, a first down. Those yeah. are the guys that you look at and you say, that's that translates to the NFL. So I, I'm excited about what he can bring to this offense. It's something <clears throat> really right now with Melvin Gordon because Melvin Gordon is kind of an all-around back too. So mm-hmm. now you got two guys that no matter who are, who's on the field, you don't have to change the offense at all. Last year, you had to change the entire offense depending on which running back was back there, which quarterback was playing. You know, it just there's so many different things that that played into what you could even call on offense. Now it doesn't have to be that way. So, like I said, I, I like the pick. I like that it's in the second round where you're really not paying this guy a whole lot. So for no. four years, you've got him real cost controlled. Run him into the dirt, man. And uh, now you got yourself. A, I know. I, I hate saying that because I mean it's very callous. But it's it's the truth of the running back position. Go run this guy like crazy. Let him get his thousand yards of of rushing and passing, and boom, it's going to be an explosive offense. Hundred percent. And uh, the Juwan James thing, obviously, in hindsight, not a good investment. But guys, I think I might have found one that is even worse investment. John Houston coming over the two dollars super chat. That's not the bad investment. Anyone <laughs> anyone want to buy a Juwan James jersey? Oh. I know you're kidding, but oh my God, if somebody out there has that, please send me a picture because I, I, we just, we got to laugh through the pain, right? That's the, yep. all we can do here. Uh, think, and also we're moving now to Aaron with the $5 super here, Juwan James. If George Foreman was made of glass, well, Aaron, if we can't laugh about it, then uh, what are we even doing here? We got Brian Greenfield saying a good night guys. Well, Brian, thank you so much for joining us for a little bit yep. and uh, make sure you find us on YouTube afterwards, right? We're not going anywhere. This, this, um, this stream will be up here. Pretty darn soon, so we don't want to miss anything here. Uh, th- 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 don't want to lose it. Okay, we got Call of Duty coming in here saying, I hope the injury trend doesn't start again. This is something you guys, I know everybody's a little bit worried. You know, oh my God, here we go again. And unless you're the Los Angeles Chargers, the injury bug does not tend to hit the same team over and over again. It really tends to uh, not be, there's no correlation year to year. So uh, unless for whatever God knows reason, the Chargers. Um, but uh, that's something that's really good. Now, that being said, don't fall for the gambler's fallacy. Just because the Broncos had an injury string last year doesn't mean it can't happen this year, right? Like it, it starts over. But uh, you should, you would expect the Broncos to regress to the mean in terms of the volume of injuries. But uh, $3 super, hopefully that's uh, from your super to God's ears because we don't need that. This team is ready to make some playoffs. This fan base is really needing uh, to make the playoffs as well. Yeah, it's true. And that's why I do think there could be a lot of regression for Tampa Bay because they were one of the luckiest teams when it came to injuries. Had hardly any starters miss games. And uh, I mean, they they had some wide receiver injuries, but everybody by the end of the season was pretty much healthy. And it's kind of like the Broncos in 2015. I know Peyton Manning and some of the offensive players went down, but defensively, 
those guys all pretty much stayed healthy the entire year. And that that's really rare to see. It's why it's hard to keep a defense together because you got injuries, guys getting paid, guys getting older, all those kind of things. Uh, but that's why I see a little bit of regression for them because I do think they'll have a couple serious injuries this year. I just, I keep getting upset about this Juwan James signing and it's not fair because he got injured and everything, but like I, we're far enough out now that we can say this. So the year that the Broncos signed Juwan James, which was the 2019 offseason yep. leading into the 2019 season. Um, you, you remember the article, right? Like the Broncos signing him and then it was the reaction of a whoopee cushion going off in the Dolphins front office. Yep. You know, I like just like laughing about the joke, like, haha, jokes on you. Yeah. Okay. Well, everyone, the Broncos retort to that, the media, the fan base, whatever is like, that can't be true. We have Chris Cooper. He's was just with the dolphins for that entire year. He knows Juwan James. Guess who didn't even talk to Chris Cooper about signing Juwan James and his character and how much work he's putting in. If it was worth signing, guess, guess who didn't even talk to him. Yep. You guessed it. I mean, Thank you, John Elway. Appreciate everything you did in this. Bronco team's in a good situation overall, and this is probably the biggest mistake next to Paxton Lynch. Um, but uh, my God, I think you, you're in a position where you want to gather as much information as you possibly can. Uh, and the fact that John Elway didn't use that resource that was Cooper uh, after working with the Dolphins for years, an offensive line assistant coach, it's just it's it's absolutely mind blowing. Like, what, what are you doing? Like, you can't go into free agency or anything where like I've wanted this guy forever. I'm just going to go get him. And that's something also like if John O is still in charge and pulling the main strings, I am hundred percent convinced that Sam Darnold would be a Bronco right now because he yep. always had hard eyes, heart. I emoji guy or hearts in the chat, whatever for uh Sam Darnold, but uh bad process. And uh, just, just really frustrating. Just, just so frustrating. Yeah. I wanted to get to this question here. Jay Roper coming in. Why do teams have massive amounts of players injured? Just it's it's the name of the game. I mean, yeah. you're having these guys collide into each other, sometimes going each of them 20 miles per hour. And you think about a car wreck. I mean, you're at least protected by the car here. You got some pads and that's about it. And you have these two bodies that are colliding at weird angles and at different times. And, you know, the worst ones that I watch are when they had the foot planted and some guy comes in, takes out the knee. There's just the body's not meant to bend in certain ways. And uh, unfortunately, like I said, it's just a game where weird things happen. Guys get hit in weird ways and, and throw in. I mean, these guys are pushing their bodies to the very limits. They're, they're trying to see how far they can stretch their body and still hold together. And sometimes they push too hard, like in a workout and, and something happens. Uh, who was yeah. it? Uh, Ryan Clady got hurt playing basketball, went up, took yep. a shot, came down, I think on somebody's foot. Twisted his ankle, boom, and yeah. and so it just a lot of random injuries happen. And when these guys keep getting bigger, faster, and stronger every single year, you're going to see more and more injuries keep piling up. Yeah, good comment here from Higher Learnings, reiterating reiterating the same. Football is getting bigger and faster. Training is getting more intense. More injuries are bound to happen. And also, guys, we're entering a NFL season where there's going to be 17 games. Another chance for guys to get injured. Uh, yep. I know that this past draft, a lot of people want a quarterback, myself included, and that, you know, maybe even trading up for it. Um, but uh, the Broncos attacked depth and future needs. And I think this is going to be NFL game. I think it's going to change a little bit. Depth has always been important, but adding one more game 
just increases the chances you're going to have a, one of your best players get hurt. So you you need to build that entire 53. It just yeah. it just is. It's never been more important. It's going to be very important this season. Um, and and- I, I did want to get to this from Deer's Boy. Uh, our strength and conditioning team needs to be canned. Mo- There's a lot of NFL players from other teams that come and work with the, the Broncos strength and conditioning coach during the offseason. There's a lot of draft players that this is who they come work with. So I don't think it's on them that the Broncos have some of these injuries happening. Like I said, it's just pretty random. Uh, you have those certain injuries that show up because the strength and conditioning coaches aren't doing a great job. Like I think a lot, a lot of hammies. Yeah, a lot of hamstrings. Yeah. Those are the ones you're looking at and going, okay, this is on those groups for not doing great with stretching, not great with conditioning, those kind of things. Uh, but torn Achilles. You can't you can't put that on the training staff. Yeah. But I will. Gosh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> That's right. We got John coming in. I'm just looking for someplace to place this anger. Um, we got John coming in here. Uh, good comment here. And honestly, this is one that really bummed me out today. Of course. Of course. Um, and Andre Villanueva signs today with the Ravens, but he says George Payton should have signed Villanueva tougher and more reliable than James and served his country. So, I mean, country serving or not, I mean, thank him. Thank you to, to all our veterans joining us today. But, uh, man, if this would have happened one day difference, Villanueva might be a Bronco, right? Like yeah. that's just, uh, man, it's a bummer. Um, we yeah. got Luca Rios coming in here. Hey, what's up guys. Catching it live from Brazil. Go Broncos. Hashtag state of being. You guys just let us know where you're coming from in the chat. We always love to hear it. Uh, as yep. Chad likes to say, Broncos country isn't a place. It's not a country of origin or anything. It's a state of being. It's a mindset. So uh, you guys coming over. I mean, been doing the Broncos for breakfast. A lot of Bronco fans across the pond. Really fun to talk with those people. Um, I, I will say the German names I'm having a hard time with. But uh, <laughs> I appreciate everyone joining us because it's been a lot. It's been a lot of fun. All right, um, well, so we got to get to John. Yes, yes, exactly. Go ahead, Carl. All right, we got John Houston coming in here with the four ninety nine super chat. John, you are the best. Uh, this could be a blessing. All right, we're, hey, we got Mister Positivity here. We signed an offensive tackle that actually played last year. James hasn't played for like two years. Well, we don't even know if he would be good. Well, I, I mean, you're not wrong completely. We we don't know what Juan James is going to be. We don't know how well he was going to work with the coaching staff, all those kind of things. So uh, maybe maybe this does kind of work out in the Broncos' favor in, in that sense, and you get a guy that's a little bit more trusted that he's going to stay healthy for the entire season. Uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, half glass full right there from John Houston for you guys. Maybe this will work out better for the Broncos. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm actually uh, – pull up another one, Carl, because I'm trying to uh, verify something in the comments here. Okay. Um Let's see. Let me find a good one. Uh, Vincent Painter. That's a name I haven't heard in a long time from Mo Ron. Man, that, that was that was a long time ago in the drafts. And uh, so we got, of course, in short, a waste of money. Yeah. I mean, this is probably one of the worst contracts the Broncos have ever had in the history of, of, of the Broncos. I'm yeah, having a true. hard time remembering many others that were this bad. But uh, and- Mike Garofolo coming in here with uh, uh, from Twitter. He said, on the Juwan James situation, doctors evaluated the Broncos offense tackles torn Achilles today and told him they're hopeful he won't miss the entire season, source says. Surgery is slated for later this week, and they'll know more about the recovery time frame then. Oh. And we got Dr. Chow coming in here saying the reporting is accurate, but Broncos 
have to plan, have to have a plan B, can't count on this. So, uh, you know, maybe, uh, maybe some hope there, um, for everybody, but, uh, I don't know. I mean, okay, Carl, let's say this is a thing. I don't know if this, the contract can work out this way, but you might be able to get Juwan James, you know, for the last, let's say, let's be even optimistic about it. The last month of the season. Yeah. You going with that? $10 million like with the cap. I'm taking the 10 million and signing a guy like Leno or uh, another name I saw out there, Ricky Wagner. Yes. Yep. Another guy that can play. So yeah, I'd rather go spend that on a guy that I feel like can actually last all 17 games and hopefully into the playoffs as well. And especially if you are bringing in a guy like Aaron Rodgers, I want to know, I want him to know that that's going to be a protection. That's going to be okay. Like honestly, I want him to know the Broncos are the team he has to go to and tell the Packers, like, I don't want to play for anybody else. You have to trade me to the Broncos. Honestly, uh, Aaron Rodgers is in Denver area right now. Uh, reported it was all over Reddit and stuff. Uh, he was up in Boulder with his uh, fiance, Shailene Woodley. And, uh, you know, if, if for some reason, and I'm not saying I'm not advocating for this in any way, in any way. Um, but uh, if the Broncos, you know, through back channels, maybe Mark Schlereth was like, Hey, Aaron, you know, the Broncos might have an opening a right tackle now. Here's the market. Is there anybody that you, that you would like? We're just looking for a little bit of, you know, just your opinion. There's no reason. But <laughs> yeah. is there any right tackle on the market that you're like, you know what? I'd like to get that guy. Yeah. And I, they, they should not reach out to him. The, Bron- the Broncos official organization should right. not reach out to Rodgers. Yeah. But I, I would, I would be curious party. to know who he wants, you know, just, just for that information. Right. Well, I mean, and you think about, his biggest issue with the Packers is he feels so disrespected by the things they've done. How big of a mm-hmm. sign of respect would that be of, Hey, we're, we're sending out Mark Schlereth to get the under underground information, bring it back to us just to show, you know, like we really want you uh, and, and we're going to value your opinion of who you want playing that right tackle spot. That would be, that would be huge. Oh, sorry. But, but I just wanted to say hello to Tacoma, Washington there. Sorry. Um, Curtis Everett. Um, I'm up in Seattle as well. So uh, good to see there some Pacific Northwest Bronco fans. I will say I do not hate the Seahawks, despite them tearing my heart out in 2013. <laughs> um, there are much worse organizations and teams out there. And I like Russell Wilson. But, uh, you know, it's good to have some orange up here because there's a lot of that orange and or not the orange, the green and navy. I mean, all their all their sports teams like have the same colors. It's kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, cool, good for them. It's kind of like Pittsburgh with black and gold. But uh, you know, thank you uh, and uh, hello in Tacoma. I will be down that way in a couple of days. Um, we got Michael Simpson coming in with the ten dollars super with all the emoticons as well. Um, he's really celebrating here. Um, I'm not advocating for the celebration, but uh, you do you, Michael. He said so long, Jawan, one of the greatest heists in history. Thirty million for sixty one snaps. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Well, I definitely have some sorrow for Jawan James. I want to preface it with that, but also I didn't trust him very much this season after missing two years. I trust him even less now, like though this Mike Garofalo bit where he could be back at the end of the year. Okay. At what level? You know, I, I would rather, I think I would rather have a, uh, I think I would rather have Calvin Anderson out there in the unprovenness than uh, Jawan James plus plus 10 million. Um, yeah. Then, then, uh, then paying Jawan James for potentially, potentially having him for you know the end of the season yeah are, are you winking at the chat these days they're not uh, i mean there's a lot of good looking people <laughs> out here and uh, i would do some terrible unforgivable things for supers anything over like 99 cents you name it no, I'm just, um but uh that 
you know, it's uh, maybe, maybe they shouldn't uh, totally uh, not reach out to him, but the, just make it not official. Like if Elway yeah. and Peyton Manning happened to be at the golf course at like Cherry Creek at the same time that Aaron Rodgers had a tea time, that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. They should yeah. not plan on it. But if they happen to overlap is what right. it is. Well, and we know that Mark Slareth and Aaron Rodgers text each other. I mean, as soon as Mark Slareth put out his report, one of his first texts was from Aaron Rodgers saying, hey, where did you hear this? So <laughs> uh, so that, that's kind of neat that they at least have that kind of connection. I know he's been connected to their uh, to the McCaff- uh, McAfee show, Pat McAfee show. And uh, there's a lot of old Packers that are on that show as well. And Aaron Rodgers used to go on that show once a week. So th- there's a lot of different connections the Broncos could make. And it'd just be, it'd be a lot of fun to see some of the ex-Packers that kind of talk about the Broncos and if Aaron Rodgers was here, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, Shailene Woodley, we're talking about her. She was on uh, Big Little. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. The Lies, which is a great HBO show, if you have not checked it out. Um, so we got uh, I Am Supreme 22 coming in here with the $2 super. Juwan James made a paper mache, soft DNA. Ah, man. I'm just, I'm, everybody, this is the, the you got to live by. If you're talking smack about somebody, which is your right, think three nice things, right? Like he's made some money. <laughs> He's played in the league for years, and he went to an SEC school. So uh, 
good for him. Also, I think he has a daughter that was born pretty recently. So uh, hopefully they're doing well and hopefully they're taken care of with everything and that big contract. So uh, we're just going to put a little bit of positive energy out there into the universe because uh, we definitely need it, right? We don't need this this uh, avalanche to uh, continue of injuries. Um, we got uh, Ras Spotnik coming in here with the probably the the sticker. No John today, so I cannot show the sticker. But uh, I really do. We do really really appreciate the super there over on YouTube. Uh, thanks a lot. And severance is a good word as well uh, as well from Cake uh, oh. uh, Mondragon. I'm um, saying uh, so if they Bronx settlement fits too. So. Thank you. If yep. I ever get in a legal trouble, legal trouble or something with my business, I will be see- seeking you out to give me some, some advice. <laughs> um, so, uh, yep. And we got, uh, AJ Zillinger coming in here. Here we Being go. Six foot seven Osweiler in at tackle. He has long arms. <laughs> Carl, what do you think? Man, if, if he could put on what hundred pounds, that dude right there, that could be a, be a dude out there. And uh, yeah, that, that'd be great for the Broncos. Get a guy that helped them win a Super Bowl, come back, help him win another Super Bowl, just at a different position. You know, he, he could do the Tim Tebow, go from quarterback to tight end, going from quarterback to offensive tackle. I think that'd be the weirdest transition we've ever seen of any player out there. But uh, hey, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Osweiler around Denver again. I mean, we saw him. He's got some good reach when there was that whole pizza fight, right, where he was just holding the pizza and holding back that uh Looked like a disoriented person yeah. um, that was uh, not having a good time. And uh, he held her back, right? Like the good leverage, good strike, um, always in control, good uh, his hands locked on. All these things you're looking for with offensive linemen. Maybe not the best uh, knee bend, but, uh, you know, he had an advantage. So uh, thank you, AJ, for the laugh. Uh, that's, that's all we can do right now with that. Um, so, man, Carl, um, we got I'm kind Mark- of upset about oh, we got Go ahead. I was going to say, we got Mark Anthony answering your, hey, he, he followed your example. Good idea. Good things about James. He is rich. He was an NFL player and had a nice two-year vacation. <laughs> Bad thing, no eyebrows, is a robber, is softer than my 90-year-old grandpa. Mm. Yeah, I'll stop there. Mm. But uh, <laughs> Oh, my God. We nope. had a we had somebody on the Super Chat this morning whose name was Striper, and a striper something like Striper Killer, and yeah. I did not read it that way. Oh, let me just tell you, I was like, man, I don't know if I should read this, but blah, blah, blah. he's like, Nick, there's only one P in there. <laughs> Moving on. Um, <laughs> and we got the, oh, here we go. Swink McLeod saying the Cherry Creek Golf Fund, wink, cl- uh, Cherry Creek Golf Club Fund, wink, wink. Yeah, I'm not saying, I'm just saying. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, man. It would be interesting. Is there any other names out here? We always talked about tackle a lot, again, and people joining us now that weren't joining us before. Um, the Broncos had interest in tackle in the draft. The board just did not fall that way. They were set to take Brady Christensen at pick 73. He went off at 72. Um, and then they, or maybe it was 70 and 69. I don't know. Either way, the first third round pick Brady Christensen went off the board to Carolina, Denver punted. They were going to take, uh, they were all raring to take uh, Spencer Brown with that first third round pick they got from the saints in that trade. Yep. Back, I think it was the saints and uh, off the board, the bills four picks earlier. And uh, same thing with Tommy, Tommy Doyle uh, in the fifth round, uh, the Bills took him as well, two picks earlier. So uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, it's the way it is. You're not ever going to have perfect uh, a perfect roster or no areas where you're not concerned about. But uh, it's unfortunate to have Dewan James get injured like this uh, before the season even started. Yeah, you know, it's just it sucks. Then yeah. we had a lot of hope for the offensive line. It still can be a good line, but uh, definitely takes the wind out of the sails. Yeah, um, I think the name that becomes a little more intriguing for me is Ricky Wagner. 
just -hmm. because he has played right tackle and left tackle. So whoever wins or loses between Calvin Anderson and Ricky Wagner can play that swing tackle position and you can feel pretty comfortable that, well, okay. Comfortable is a, a big word here (laughs) that we got different levels of comfort, I guess you could say, but, uh, but I could feel okay with that because at least they've had some experience at both spots. My favorite one is Charles Leno and he hasn't even played right tackle. It just, I thought he was like the bears did not like him, but Mitchell Trubisky was not very good. A and had no pocket presence B. Um, So uh, if you are comfortable with him moving at right tackle, I feel like he's probably got the most in the tank, but you, you have to be comfortable with him playing right tackle because we're just projecting from here. So, or if you're right, if you're uh, Mike Munchak, you're like, are you comfortable moving this guy over? Yeah, we can do it. Sign me up. Um, We got Juan Romero coming in over at YouTube with the $3 super. Thank you so much. Juan rocking the, uh, the Apollo astronaut picture there. Um, Do we have to pay him next year? If we cut him, um, I don't think so. I don't know how that honest to God. That's a great question. Um, if you get on me on Twitter, um, at Nick Kendall, MHH, uh, I will, I'll look into that. I'll reach out to some people. I can also tell you a couple other, uh, draft uh, cat people to look into is a uh, Nick cohorte, um, over at uh, Twitter. I'll drop his, uh, I'll drop his link in the chat. Cause he has, I mean him and Bob Morris, our own Bob yep. Morris are fantastic for uh, cap stuff. So yep. uh, I'll drop both of them in the chat so you guys can follow them. Um, and uh, I might hit them up as well. Um, actually, I'll do that right now. So uh, Carl, take the lead here for a second while I do some business here for uh, asking our guys uh, what's going on with that cap situation. Okay. Well, we got Peter Parker. Oh, man, Spider-Man. That's, uh, that's we got a celeb in the house for us here uh, with the $5 super chat. Really pre- appreciate that, Peter Parker. Good evening, gents. What about Ricky Wagner? He had a 78.2 PFF ranking, good for the 24th overall, and ranks above 60th percentile in pass protection would also be cheap. Yeah, I, I just mentioned him. Just, I mean, I, I don't know if this question was already in there or not, but uh, he, he's definitely a, a viable option. Has played a lot of different spots. I mean, like I said, he's played right tackle. He's played left tackle. to varying degrees, I would say. I, I don't think, again, you're not getting a quality starter but th- there are some still decent names. Like I said, Leno could be a pretty decent player, especially if he can make that switch over to right tackle. Ricky Wagner, again, yeah, he can. He played at a decent level this last year. And so much uh, – so this is something else we need to talk about. So much of the tackle position really does depend on quarterback play and, and running back play too. You know, you got some running backs who are just terrible at, at seeing where the hole's opening up. So the offensive line can have it blocked perfect. And the running back still runs into the back of the offensive line and gains two yards instead of the seven or eight yards if he had decent vision. Uh, quarterback, how many times have we talk about this with Trevor Simeon? He would drop back like 10 yards and then sit there. And we're talking about this giant arc that any kind of edge rusher can get around. The, the best quarterbacks like a Tom Brady do a great job of being only about three or four yards back and making it where it's really hard to beat him around the edge. You know, the only way you can really win that is if you take those inside routes. Well, if an offensive tackle knows that, they they shadow to the inside and dare you to beat them to the outside. And so, again, that, that's why this so much depends on who the quarterback is uh, and, and the running backs as well for, for how successful an offensive tackle can really be. Yeah, and uh, just doing some research here live on the show. Um, somebody dropped it in here. Troy Slough coming. And thank you, Peter, very much for the $5 super saying I, I clicked that link. The over the cap one over the cap is a great resource. And they say uh, 
even if the Broncos release James, they will still carry over a salary cap charge of nine million due to his twelve million signing bonus paid in twenty nineteen. Uh, then the Broncos will. So it looks like they're not going to have actually uh, anything against the cap in twenty twenty two, but they would still have a nine million um, this season. So uh, you know that's that is what it is, right? I I probably am, I know that maybe like I would even say like here here's a injury settlement or whatever. Here's two million dollars. Sorry, yeah. this happened. Let's just call it good because let's be honest, guys. I don't think Jawan James is that happy with the Broncos either. Um, given what we've heard about the, what happened in 2019 when he was cleared, but he said he was not good to go. So, uh, you know, that's, uh, I think both sides are, they were already heading for a divorce. Now we're here. Now here's, yep. we're here. Um, so speaking of here, finally joining us today in the chat, not, not too late there, Mark with the $20 <laughs> super lighting up orange Mark Langley. Thank you very much. Um, uh, what's up guys. James has a season ending injury, just like his own eyebrows has been a season end injury through his whole life, man, Mark pulling no punches there. That's a, (laughs) that guy has a family. Uh, his agent called him to be a full-time sponsor for mop and glow. Oh man. (laughs) Damn the luck BTB. Well, Mark it's, I want to reiterate I feel bad for James for the injury because going through that rehab process sucks. Now it sucks less when you are paid like he has been paid, right? Like uh, that's the name of the game. You And also, you know, in the NFL, you are taking that risk when you're playing the game. But uh, man, it's uh, <laughs> Mark, you got to say three nice things now. Otherwise the universe is going to come back. <laughs> to you. That's just the rules. So, yeah. um, but we'll see. And uh, we got John coming in here available uh, tackle. So thank you very much for the list here, John. And we got yep. Fisher. Kelly, Massey, Okung, Villanueva, not anymore. Uh, signed with the Ravens today. Wagner and Lino at 37. Rodgers is better than Locke and Bridgewater. Well, yes, yep. the last one. Out of these other ones, I mean, the Broncos are going to bring in somebody. Honestly, I think you could see them sign Dotson tomorrow, and it's like, okay, Dotson versus Anderson. Fingers crossed, because we know both of these guys. You guys know the system. There's not going to be that much. Like You already have chemistry with Glasgow. Um, so that's probably the most not needle-moving move but also probably the most likely and something like you can get Dotson for super cheap also so i don't know michael ojemudi at right tackle maybe i mean heck patrick certain has a really long arm length right they kept talking about how long he was for the position we need to tackle buddy buddy we already have too many corners let's get out there let's see what happens there you go perfect uh Let's see. Any other good questions we got coming in here? We're making some people uh, laugh, which that's is good. good. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh if you can't laugh about it, I mean, I'm not laughing at Juwan. It's just like, of course, this is the situation the Broncos find themselves again, right? Like we preach about the cornerback depth. We're concerned about the linebacker room, edge rusher, et cetera, et cetera, and tackle. And the Broncos already made a huge investment in bulls. Juwan James is there. And I'm like, you know what? If you're banking on Juwan James, you're leaving yourself really vulnerable. You got to look at a tackle at nine. You got to look at him um, in the top 100 picks uh, because he hasn't played in two years. He's has an injury history. And when he, when the NF, when the Broncos medical staff cleared him, he said, no, I don't feel hundred percent. I'm not playing. So uh, I didn't trust him and uh, it sucks, but here we are. I, yep. I, I don't know. It's just is what it is. And I hope okay. he gets back and he can make some more money. So, uh, well, man, interesting comment here from Miners. What do you think? Uh, from George uh, coming over on YouTube. Would you have any thoughts here? Well, I'm trying to remember what is his arm length. And I, I, I mean, I, I don't have any problem at least give him a shot because he's kind of a, a player this year. You and I have talked about it. We like the player. 
maybe a little bit early for this kind of position to go with the interior offensive line. When you already have Moody, you already got your starting three guys, um, that, that maybe Miners is a little bit of a, a luxury than a need. And and so if he has the ability to go play that right tackle spot, I'd give him a shot. At least at least see what he can do. I mean, what what can it hurt to give him a few snaps? Just see if he can even handle it. Man, I just he's under six foot three. I know he has solid arm length and good mass, but like he just does not have the typical body type, right? Like you want to have yeah. like two more inches on there, and then already going from D three where he played left guard to the NFL where he's going to be now playing right tackle. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know. I think you're more likely to see Calvin Anderson stick there. It works out than see Miners be moved there his rookie season and yeah. having it work out. Now, I, I will say though, he made one of the smartest decisions of any draft prospect, where he didn't have the greatest tape out there from college, and obviously his season got canceled this last year. He went and worked with one of the best offensive line minds in football, and mm-hmm. Duke Manyweather. Yep. And uh, that, that was such a smart decision of, okay, I could just work out at home, which he did a lot of that too. But I mean, he went and got the training to, yep. to really better himself and give himself a chance then at the senior bowl to go and really shine. Uh, so th- that's, again, uh, I mean, for Is any that young you think you're going to see going forward from like some of these small school guys, like everybody says like nothing beats reps, but if you're playing D three and you want a chance to be in the league, I personally would be like the one-on-one training you get might actually be better than the live reps. Maybe. I mean, didn't hurt Trey Lance, right? Did the Quinn Miners comes from a priority free agent to day two pick. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. And that's not, that's not to disparage against any of those D three coaches or FCS coaches or anything, but I don't know. I think it's, I think it's interesting. I think you're yeah. going to see more movement going forward with these players, not just like that kind of thing, but also hopping up levels and going like with Jabril Cox, so to speak, going to LSU. Yeah. And yeah, if they have a chance to go work with somebody that the NFL highly respects, like a Duke Miniweather that they bring in for different training camps and, yeah. and things like that, th- th- you can't get much better than that because he's going to go talk to these NFL teams who will ask him questions. What do you think of this guy? Boom. There you go. So uh, yeah, I, I think that, like I said, it was one of the best decisions of any draft prospect and raised his draft grade. I mean, like I said, priority free agent to third round. That is a huge jump for a prospect that didn't play this last year. For a position he didn't play. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we got Hana 3000 coming into the $5 super. He says, doesn't James have alopecia? Uh, some of the fans are taking the lowest of blows. LOL. Keep up the great works, fellas. Yeah. I mean, when you sign a contract like that and uh, you have a lot of fans who have been upset about the contract to begin with, it's going to happen. Right. And you have a choice to be that guy or not. And, you know, I'm not going to tell you to do it either way. Um, so, you know, you're, you're a fan. You have a right to an opinion. Um, but uh, I'm not going to try to take too low blows here because it's it sucks. You know, I just yep. it's not a situation. The, the Broncos would be better if this didn't happen. Right. And that's that's where I'm at. And I just it sucks. Just sucks. You know, you can't plan for it. But uh, what can you do? That's life. Um, we oh, man, Carl, look out. Carl Dumbler <laughs> for right tackle. Nick, your thoughts um, from Mark Langley coming in over on YouTube. Um, you know what? I don't think Carl is the biggest guy. He's more of a wide receiver. And, uh, you know, I just don't want to do that to him. Right? He's got he's got things on his plate. He's got a family. And uh, the AFC West, is it's a man's division. And not that Carl's not a man, but, like, hanging up at the offensive line, I don't know, Carl. Like, I love you. I think I love you too much to put you in that situation, right? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't want to be here a year from now where Carl got to run at right tackle and, like, you're getting roasted in the chat. I just, yeah. I don't, I don't think, I don't want, I couldn't handle that. I love you too you much. Know- 
you know, hey, if I get paid millions to go take 63 snaps, I'm I'm all for it, man. I'll, I'll do that. Even if I get blown over like crazy and they just look at this, you know, 200, 200 pound man that has really, really short arms. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm like the definition of T-Rex arms. It just that I, I have no reach. So I, I don't care if I'm making millions and then people are going, oh, my gosh, what were the Broncos thinking bringing in this guy? And then I come back here and people roast me for it. I'm a, I'm good with it. But uh, yeah, they're not calling me. I can promise you that. Uh, like I said, the, those T-Rex arms. They'll take one look and say, get out of here. <laughs> we got Gustavo Lopez. Don't get out of here, Gustavo. $5 super over on YouTube. Uh, if we don't get Rodgers, do you guys think we'll trade for a right tackle? You guys are my favorite. Gustavo, you're our favorite. We love you. Thank you so much for showing us the love, man. That's nice comment in the super, man. That really goes a long way, and it makes me feel important. I don't get that love at home. So uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, no, I, I really appreciate that. Um yeah, it's like Carl will laugh from his new mansion. Um, what was the question? Would they trade for a right tackle? I don't know, man. I mean, like, what teams right now have right tackles that might be available? I guess Buffalo yeah. is sitting there with tackles out, both wazoos, me, but both of them are like developmental guys. So, like, Daryl Williams just had a contract. Deion Dawkins has a contract. There just there aren't that many good tackles. So, I, I think maybe when, uh, if the Broncos bring in, let's say they bring in Dotson, just again, that's the low bar, easy move. And uh, you're looking at this unit after week two of three of preseason. You're like, you know what? They're starting to cut down teams. We need to go out there and make a move and toss like a 2022 20, fifth. That's when you're starting to look at that. But uh, I think you before that, you see them make a move for somebody like a Dotson, maybe like a Leno um, or Lino, which I thought was not possible until Cliss threw it out. Although Cliss could just be throwing stuff at a wall. But, um, you know, I, I think it's possible, but I think you're going to see a free agent move that yeah. precedes that. Honestly, I, I would say you'd probably more see a, a trade if they actually did bring in Rodgers, just because they'd say, we've got to go all in. Yeah, We're willing to go pay big draft capital to get a guy in here. Uh, that's when I think you'd actually see a trade more so than Drew Locke, some of these others where they're going to be like, we have to keep our draft picks because we might be trading up for a quarterback next year. So th- that's where uh, I, I would say more of a trade would happen. Yeah. And I'm thinking I, this happened so recently that I'm not even like sure who would be available. Like I went through the free agents. So like contractually who makes sense to trade for at the right tackle position. Uh, I'd have to do some research on that as well. Um, but um, you know, I'm, I'm not sure nobody really is coming to mind here. Do you have anybody that might, obviously the AFC West is out, um, but yeah. tackles. I, I'm trying to think I'd have to go through some rosters, see who are some like backups that could be starters on other teams. But you're right. That's, I got a list here of some. Okay. Uh, you got uh, most of these are left or right tackles, but uh, or not most of these are left tackles, but still, these are the guys who have contracts that are over at the end of this year. So probably a little easier to trade. Um, Dwayne Brown, Trenton Brown, uh, Trent Brown in New England, probably not going to get him. Riley yeah. Reef, Cincinnati just signed him. Um, Cedric Ogabui, Sam Tevy. Uh, it's not great. Guys, it's not great. I'll, let me just put it that way. Um, maybe Bobby Hart, since the Bengals removed on from their right tackle, but uh, you're probably going to just bring in somebody and then kind of reassess from there. It's unfortunate, but uh, that's probably where we're at. Yeah, it, it's like you said, there, there's such a limited supply of good tackles out there that if you've got them, you hold on to them. Um, Naseki, 
with the Cowboys is one that, I mean, he's had some hype at different times, a little bit older. I, I could see maybe some team being willing to take a little bit more of a chance on him and, and just trade. So, I mean, it wouldn't tr- take a whole lot. Um, what about, uh, he hasn't been very good uh, recently and he signed a really stupid contract, but what about a uh, Nate Soldier? Post June first, he'd have uh, post June first trade. It would have a six point five million dead cap hit with a four million dead cap in 2022 and three million dead cap in twenty twenty one. Now odds are you have to give them. You probably have to overpay uh, because of that. But uh, you know that's uh, that's what you're talking about. Yeah, and that's That's what there's there's not a good answer. Yeah, there there really isn't, and that's why again I'm saying. The only way that you would actually trade for somebody is if you're just going all in and saying, we have to be willing to overpay for a guy that we know is probably just going to be average, but that's all we need at the position. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it really sucks that uh, Villanueva signed today before mm-hmm. this news came out because that would be the the obvious answer. But here we are. Peter Parker coming back in, swinging back in, got some pictures of Spidey. God, I need more pictures of Spider-Man. No, um, we've established that our new general manager is a patient man. That said, good chance he remains so and waits on the rehab news of Schwartz. Hmm, patient Patton. I think that's not a bad option. Maybe, and you know what? Go out, get Dotson now, and say, Schwartz, look, we're looking to go get Aaron Rodgers. We know you couldn't pass a physical right now. But, like, talk to us in, like, August. You know, like, let's let's keep in touch. We'd love to have you. And how great would it be to stick it to the uh, the Chiefs that moved on from you and cut you uh, after you got injured? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, that's... This is a good comment by Peter. I thought about it as well. And uh, that's one where you, you can wait a little bit, right? Yeah. I, I think you can be patient with that one. That's a good call. Bring in Dotson now or somebody else. And then if it's not working for you, then you can look at a, a Schwartz if he is healthy, which if he was healthy guys, guess what? He wouldn't still be available. Like right. he, he wouldn't pass a physical right now. Yeah. I, I would have a hard time even seeing the chiefs deciding to not try to go get him right, right off the bat. Um, and, and they're the team that knows him the best, obviously. Mm-hmm. He, he's served them well, being an all-pro right tackle. It, it's just been been crazy. Any good tackles on the Vikings? They just drafted one in the first round, so yep. uh, <laughs> that might answer it for you. They have not been that impressed, and uh, Reef is gone. Um, Brian O'Neill, not really a scheme fit, right? Like, he's a wide zone guy. He's not going to be able to uh, drive block guys. So, right. Um, unfortunately, I like where your head's at, uh, Christos, but uh, probably not. Probably not. Um, we got Mark Langley coming back in. Uh, Carl, that's the correct answer. No low blows on James, just facts. Nick, you're one hell of a guy, a good man with a good heart that goes for Carl as well. Hashtag go look, hashtag go lock, hashtag go Broncos. And uh, with that go lock in there, guys, I just, obviously this isn't ideal for lock or any, whoever the Broncos quarterback is. Right. But uh, can we just agree that if lock is the starter this year, no more excuses. Like this just, I'm already hearing, well, he lost his right tackle before the season even started. Let me point at every single team across the league and their injuries and saying, well, nobody can be held accountable. It doesn't matter. He was bad. So uh, I just, I just want to get out in front of that. Let's be better than that. (laughs) Let's be better. Right. The the good (laughs) players, they rise above the issues that are around them. You know, something happens. They're the player that rises up and shows everybody else, hey, we can handle this. Um, And we got Christopher. Kramer coming in saying, I trust Peyton will fix this 100. He, he hasn't disappointed. I mean, I, I think if some of you queued in on our draft coverage, obviously first round, we were a little disappointed. 
but as the draft kind of played out a little bit more and more, uh, we liked a lot of what he did, especially second, third, fifth round there, and and really not, not redeemed himself, but kind of gave a picture of what he was trying to figure out, given the full picture. And and again, yeah. it, still, I people keep asking me, like, what grade would I give this draft? And I said, honestly, right now, it's kind of an incomplete until yeah. we kind of know what happens with the Aaron Rodgers situation. If, if Aaron Rodgers happens, then you go, you look at this draft and you say, that was really smart to go really refill that entire defense with all these players and get yourself another weapon on offense that can work great with, with Aaron Rodgers, you know, all those kind of things. And even if it is Drew Locke, I mean, it, it still makes sense because your defense was getting older, getting very top heavy in contracts. Yeah. And, and so you needed to get younger and, and cheaper at the, at the positions. So, I mean, the, the entire thing started making sense. I, I like George Payton. I just I do question a little bit on the quarterback decision to to pass, especially when one fell to you at nine. You didn't have to trade up to get him. Yeah, no, that's a that's a good comment there. I mean, if I didn't still have this hope that uh, Rodgers was in play, I probably would have been more devastated than I am, um, just because I really did like Justin Fields. And uh, but once Trey Lance went, I had a feeling in my gut that uh, it was not going to break the way that we had hoped. I'm just happy, honestly. I'm just happy that they didn't take a. Uh, Micah Parsons. <laughs> that's that's what I'm leaning into that one. I'm looking at the sunny side here and uh Jay saying, Carl, you were gonna cry, you were dancing because you thought it was Fields, and I did too. Jay, you guys need a support group. Um, but uh, yeah. it might be okay if uh if the Broncos end up yeah. getting Rodgers or if Locke figures it out, which is still right the best case scenario. We don't right. know until we know. We just project based on the knowledge we have to this point, but that's the future's yet to be written, right? I think that was yeah. Natasha Leone or somebody said that. The rest is unwritten. Um, so speaking I, of unwritten, oh, go ahead, Carl. I was just gonna say I'm still mad at Twitter because there's like five people in a row. They're like Broncos drafted Justin Fields, so that's why I was dancing on the screen, just going crazy because I was like, it happened, it has happened, my guys here. And then I see some people going, Sertan. I'm like, wait, what? What happened here? Oh. Getting conflicting reports, and so then all of a sudden, my face. I'm sure everybody saw it, like. Yeah, it was, uh, oh man, it yeah. was tough to stay on, on air. I'll be honest. Oh, Carl, on your birthday of all things, I know <laughs> it's going to be okay. You're going to be real happy when Sertan is blanketing tight ends in the division from the slot. That's right. So uh, we'll be happy. Um, Drake Frost coming in here. I want to get on this before we get on out of here. Um, any chance Drew Himmelman can step up during OTAs? There's a chance, but an undrafted free agent offensive tackle coming in and nailing it in uh getting the starting spot right like as a rookie like you're talking about like i i can't even think of that happening right like typically offensive line even first round picks need time to marinate on the offensive line it's such a developmental position so to have a udfa come in i i mean anything can happen right it's a weird process this year i'm not going to say it's not going to happen but i would be absolutely shocked and ab- just absolutely shocked speaking of shocked Mark coming in with the top rope Whoa. monster super here. Uh, and this is for you guys, Mark. That is that is way too nice. Um, gosh, I almost made a joke about getting injured and having to give it back. But uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be better than that because he called me nice. So I'm not going to do that anymore. But, Mark, thank you so much for that. Um, man, what a, way to, what a way to get out of here. That was so generous. We appreciate you guys. Um, that's going to do it for Building the Broncos. We will be back next Tuesday. Same time, same place. You guys can check us uh, check us out. Um, we will be what's God Mountain Time trying to do the conversion. It's just minus one hour, Nick. Six Mountain Time, God's time. Uh, we will be live again next Tuesday. You guys can find us on Twitter at BTB Football Pod and at Mile High Huddle. 
Also, guys, if you like the hat, you like the swag. Uh, Chad has a guy who makes all this stuff, and uh, we're looking pretty good here, looking pretty fly. If Carl could find his hat, um, go to huddleuppod.com, get your swag on. Also, find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod. Join us there. That'd be great. If you're joining us on YouTube today, subscribe, like, and share. That's probably the single most helpful thing you can do because we're trying to grow this uh, Broncos country is not just a single place. And with the age of the internet and everything going on, right? You don't have to be in Denver to get the best Denver news, right? Your Denver Broncos news. We are everywhere. We're coming at you every single day. I've been, this is my second live stream today. I'm hyped up. I've had too much coffee. um, And I'm trying to plow through all of this uh, and get through Um, guys. You can find us on Twitter as well. Our own individual accounts here. Um, at Carl Dummler and at Nick Kendall MHH. And I'm now seeing that our formatting is different. Um, Carl, extra prayers for the O-line. Well, uh, extra prayers indeed. Um, Want I also say we love y'all. Thank you, everybody who joined in today in the chat. Um, obviously, it's a little harder without the producer in the background, but uh, we got through. So if we missed anything, please uh, reach out to us on Twitter um, and uh, show me it. And I will make sure that we get to it, um, either Scott and myself on Thursday morning or next week with Carl. Um, we appreciate you. Carl, what do you have going the rest of the night? Well, I got, uh, I, I'm back on the rowing machine. So I got to go get my, my exercise in for the day. I've okay. been, I've been going like crazy. We, we delivered all of, you know, Tuesdays are our food day. And, uh, so went from that golfing to the daughter straight to here. So I got to go get the workout in and, uh, got to get a little office work done. Unfortunately, getting a little behind i know so but otherwise yeah then head to bed get some some good sleep what about you um i gotta go do groceries so but i think we're gonna have mexican food tonight a little taco tuesday action so i am i'm gonna be showing up at the restaurant to pick up the food looking like quinn miners with that crop top with my gut hanging out like it's taco tuesday baby i'm here (laughs) um we're gonna let everyone get out we appreciate the heck out of you have a good night stay safe love y'all go broncos Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now... 
the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.